Hello and welcome back to another edition of Outside the Show. This is Meredith Hine and I'm excited to be joined by our favorite soccer expert, Jeff Hammersley, who is here to tell us about the start of the women's soccer team season and the impending opening of the men's squad scheduled for tonight in Columbus against Cal State Northridge. Jeff, how's it going today? I'm doing great, Meredith. Happy to be back to talk about soccer. Excellent. Women's soccer opened its season with losses to Louisville and Missouri and a tie against Central Florida most recently on Wednesday night. But they have a chance to redeem themselves this Labor Day weekend as they face the South Florida Bulls on the road. Jeff, what does the women's team need to do to turn things around this weekend against South Florida in Tampa? It's a good thing you mentioned that, Meredith, because there is a schedule change to announce. Thursday afternoon, the Buckeyes jumped on Twitter and posted on their athletics website that the meeting with South Florida was canceled due to concerns from Hurricane Dorian. The game will not be rescheduled. So to answer your question, the Buckeyes have a couple things to do before turning things around against Texas A&M on September 6th. OSU is 0-2-1 through the first three games, and surrendering goals is a big reason for the early deficit. In the opener against Louisville, the Buckeyes began well, scoring first in the 18th minute, courtesy of Marissa Burzon. However, the Cardinals put an equalizer into the net in the 29th minute and followed that up with the game winner in the 84th. Overall, Louisville had more shots in that game, 13-9, and when you have more shots, chances are you'll have more quality looks at net. Jordan Silkowitz had to make seven saves for the Buckeyes, while her Cardinal counterpart had just two. Minimizing the amount of stops your goalie has to make is one key, and to do that, you need to have pretty good defense in and around the box. In Game 2, it was a similar story. The Bucks scored first, but Mizzou rallied three unanswered goals. The final two goals came in consecutive fashion, which is really not good if you're a Buckeye supporter. The official time of the second Tigers goal came at 55-47, and the third goal came at 56-13. Not even 30 seconds between the two goals, and that completely changed the, the dynamic of the game. Between shots, saves, and corner kicks, it was a pretty even contest, but the final score was quite different, with OSU losing 3-1. On top of stronger defense on their, their side of the pitch, not losing momentum is also a very important thing uh, for the Bucks to work on before their next game with Texas A&M. If you become unglued after one bad goal, then it will be near impossible to, to come back. The season is still young, and I expect Coach Lori Walker-Hawk to have the Buckeyes ready to go in Game 4 against the Aggies. Even with their losses, the Buckeyes have had some bright spots early this season. They were up early against both Louisville and Missouri before eventually falling and had a strong defensive showing against UCF Wednesday night. In your eyes, who has emerged as a leader in the first few games of the season? I think it's easy to point to the goal scorers as the leaders. Burzon has two goals on two shots, both of those shots being on goal. At the same time, Kayla Fisher has a goal and an assist and has a team-leading 12 shots, six of them on goal. Only one other, Alyssa Bombic, has five shots or more. She has exactly five shots. When your team needs a spark, you want someone to go up and try to make something happen. Burzon has done that, and so has Fisher. Even though the Buckeyes haven't won a game yet, those two will be very important when those wins happen, and even in the games they don't happen, they'll have an impact, as we've seen through the first three games. Switching gears here to men's soccer, which is scheduled to kick off this weekend against California State University Northridge. The Buckeyes struggled mightily last season, winning just one game all year. Jeff, what adjustments did the Buckeyes make in the offseason that will help them win this fall? 
Yeah, from an adjustment standpoint, I think the addition of more players that are Brian Mazinoff's guys, so to speak, is a big factor, especially when you go through a coaching change and then have the season that OSU had last time out. Having guys that buy into your system is the biggest key. Between players graduating, it takes time for the roster to become guys that Mazinoff has recruited or picked up via transfer. And that's part of the growing pains of taking over as a coach, especially at a Big Ten school like Ohio State. The team has a completely different roster compared to last season with five incoming transfers along with a sizable recruiting class. Jeff, who are the incoming players you're most excited about? Ooh, that's a really good question. If I had to pick just one, um, I'm most looking forward to, I guess, the last addition to the 2019 class and Tommy Marusic. Uh, he went through the Columbus Crew SC Academy, won a D1 state championship in 2016, has done a little bit of everything. Uh, Mazenoff already has said good things about Marusic. Uh, here's what he said when he signed onto the program back in April. Quote, Tommy is a very good soccer player, excellent student, and will be a great addition to our locker room. I really enjoy the way Tommy sees the game tactically, has good commitment defensively, and possesses the technical ability to play forward. Tommy is a great addition to our Buckeye family. Unquote. He's the one I'm looking forward to the most, but let's not discount the other four in that class of 2019, including Commits Channing Chaston, Braden Durbin, Sean Ryan, and Owen Sullivan. These guys will set the foundation for future OSU soccer teams on the recruiting trail, and I think we'll see success from most, if not all, of them throughout the season in Mazenoff's system. One familiar face heading into this season will be second-year head coach Brian Mazenoff. Jeff, what do you think will be the biggest change for his program compared to last season? I think we went over this question before in a previous Outside the Show episode, but I'll reaffirm it. Having this team play as a team will be the most important thing. Uh, through the first three exhibition games this season, we saw a little bit of everything from this Ohio State squad. Uh, the Buckeyes tied Xavier 1-1, beat Mount Vernon Nazarene 7-1, but lost to Butler 2-1. The team can score, and when things go well, they go really well. But what happens when things go bad? Do they start playing as individuals, or do they still play as a team? Especially after enduring last season as a one-win campaign, guys need to keep buying into the system for it to work. Trust is the big underlying component to all of this. Stealing a Sam Hinkins Philadelphia 76ers quote, this team has to trust the process. Jeff, what are your predictions for this weekend's matches, and what are the keys to the games? I think the men's team will open up their season with a win. It's a new season. Everyone is trying to get back on the right track. And I don't foresee the Buckeyes stumbling in the regular season opener at home. Cal State Northridge is a very winnable match. Even though the team finished 9-8-1 overall and 3-3-1 in the Big West last season. I also think the Buckeyes should be a favorite in their second game of the season. Taking place on Sunday, September 1st, 3pm. Once again, this one in Columbus as part of the Wolstein Classic. And this time it's, they're taking on University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, Illinois-Chicago has won its third straight conference tournament title in the Horizon League and made it to the NCAA tournament before losing to Michigan State. I feel like that momentum for that first win for the Buckeyes will at least put them in a, in a potential chance to win that second game. Maybe a draw, but I like to believe that they're going to get that win and start off 2-0, really rebound, and really set the tone for 2019. For the women's game next week against A&M, I think it'll be a draw considering it'll be on the road in College Station. I'm not going to predict the loss because the Buckeyes will have the added time 
and the cancellation against South Florida to get ready for that game. Fresher legs, fresher team. I think that will be the difference, especially in these early non-conference matchups. And there you have it. That's what we've got for you on today's edition of Outside the Show. Again, we're joined today by Jeff Hammersley, and I'm Meredith Hine. We'll see you next week. We'll be right back.